0: This episode has been brought to you by completenutra.com, whole family nutrition. Dr.
1: Mercola, I was listening to him Yeah, he's today. really good. And there was another doctor being interviewed with him that was equally as good. They both had great discussions. They said that we need to get our immune system boosted. Only recently did, did anyone in the mainstream media mention something about vitamin C. We do need to boost our immune system. Welcome to the Healthy and Family
0: Show. Each episode features interviews with doctors, experts, and real moms, revealing their secrets on how to keep you and your whole family holistically healthy. Your host is David A. Stone, award-winning movie producer, Amazon best-selling author, certified moringa grower, and founder of completenutra.com, Whole Family Nutrition, which is committed to providing the highest quality, science-backed, non-GMO, all-natural, nutritional supplements to keep your whole family healthy. Here's David. Hey,
2: what's going on, everybody? My name is David A. Stone, and I just want to say thank you so much for joining me on the very first episode of the Healthy and Family Show. If you're watching this, then you believe the health and wellness of your family should be top priority, but you might be a little bit confused with all the conflicting health advice out there. So our goal with this show is to introduce you to the doctors, experts, and real moms who have the secrets on how to keep your whole family holistically healthy. Now, I believe that there's five areas that the whole family can be holistically healthy in. The first one is mental health. The second one is physical health. The third one is spiritual health. The fourth one is relational health. And the fifth one is financial health. And so those are the five areas that we can be holistically healthy in. We can get healthier in each one of those areas as a family, and we can help each other get healthier in each one of those areas too. But we need the right information. We need the right experts, the right secrets that'll work for us. Because you know what? Everybody is different. But we're also very similar. There's a lot of things that we need as human beings that we should be getting every single day. And so right now, this very first episode, I'm excited to introduce someone who is very important to me. She is my biggest fan. She is my mom. In fact, my mom inspired me to do everything that I've done, and that's why I call CompleteNutri.com a mom-inspired company. It's actually for a couple reasons, but one of the main reasons is that she always told me I could do anything I wanted to do. She always encouraged me to be an entrepreneur. She encouraged me to take risks and to step outside of my comfort zone, to be understanding of other people, and she always developed me to have a strong spiritual relationship and a connection with God. And I do believe that that's one of the reasons I don't fear many things anymore. I'm really excited to bring my mom onto the show. Her name is Julianne. She's a master calligrapher. She's a graphic designer. So without further ado, I want to welcome my mom, Julianne. This is the first episode of uh, the Healthy and Family Show. <laughs> is that cool? <laughs> it's very cool. <laughs> awesome. It's
1: exciting. Well, so, the Healthy and Family Show. I uh, like it. Yeah,
2: Healthy and Family. And, I, and the reason I, I want to have you as my first guest is because, you know, I call Complete Nutra a mom-inspired company because, you know, really the way you raised me and Mike, I mean, you've always told me I could do anything I wanted. You always encouraged me to be an entrepreneur. But also you encouraged me to be healthy. And and I I really want this show to focus on holistic health. But you 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 always told me to follow my passions. You told me to go run around and play. I mean, you know, you you encouraged me to grow gardens and growing plants and eating healthy. And you never let Mike and I have sugar growing up, so Really, overall, there's something you did that helps it to where I never get sick anymore. And I think you did that while we were kids. So I I really mainly wanted to start off by just saying thank you first (laughs) for all that. And
1: and (laughs) second,
2: what did it take to keep us healthy as kids?
1: Well, the first thing was actually your dad and I made a decision when you were born that we were going to feed you healthy food. Um, We weren't going to give you any sugar. I remember the first time your grandfather, Stoney, actually was going to give you a maraschino cherry. Your dad and I had to tell him gently, no, we can't let him have anything like that because it's got processed sugar in it. Kind of just educating the relatives about that we wanted you to be healthy. So you were breastfed and so was Michael and... That was very healthy sugar, of course, you know, the best, healthiest sugar ever. You were very um, stocky and very, you were like round, you know, round. I also ate healthy when I was pregnant with both you and Michael because I knew that it would affect you. And so I changed my eating habits. I didn't drink coffee at that time because it had the caffeine in it. And I didn't drink alcohol at all during those times when I was pregnant, I had nectarine cravings. I <laughs> had a lot of nectarines. Maybe that's why you like to today. Nice. Um, with Michael, I think it was watermelon with Michael, if I remember right. But Anyway, the basic thing is they weren't the same cravings, but they were healthy.
2: Mm. When you think of holistic health, what does that, for the whole family, what does that mean to you?
1: Holistic would be physical, spiritual, mental. I know that you could add other things in there, but the whole Whole person, like it's the whole person is operating on a level of everything works together. So I think holistic means it all works together for the good. So it's synergistic when it all works together. It really is nice when a doctor knows um, medicine and uh, food, real food, and natural supplements, and they can see what goes best. I mean, it's really nice when somebody actually can treat the whole person. And nowadays, it's not not as often that way. We have to be more educated. But also spiritual goes into there. When you kids were little, one of the things I did was I prayed every day for all of you children. I would, on the way to school, I would pray for you each. And I would, when I had the opportunity, I would even lay my hands on you in prayer, you know, and, and just pray a blessing over all of you, each of you when I had an opportunity to do that, which was quite often. So that, to me, is the spiritual part, the faith part, and that blessing carries I believe it carries through the cells of the body. Mm. I think it carries through the emotions. I think it carries through the physical health. So that's why God wants us to pray. But anyway, I think he also wants us to be wise and, and get back to nature. I mean, as far as healthy foods, nutrients, you know, things that don't have poisons in them. Um, Things that, and you know, like some of the, I know some of the reasons why some of the developments of some of the mm, genetically modified stuff, maybe it didn't start out as bad as it is now. And maybe they just wanted to create a bigger, a bigger fruit with less seeds or something.
2: I mean, Um, that's a, that's a positive way to look at it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I, right, but, but I think it's a it kind little of, bit
2: more uh, proprietary <laughs> and malicious than that. But ultimately, it could have maybe started that way. But I think, I think, I think profit and greed got into it. And then the narrative started changing mm-hmm. once they realized how much money they could make. And the narrative became, GMOs are going to feed the world. But that narrative came from the people making the GMOs, which is completely wrong. God's going to feed the world. The world's going to be fed naturally organically it's like a little bit of poison is going to feed everybody that's what their argument is it's like just a little bit of us messing with everything is going to feed everybody <laughs> if we didn't mess with anybody yeah. if we didn't mess with anything we couldn't feed everybody which is totally wrong because if we grow organically yeah. we, we actually and see i think this is where i got instilled some some of this stuff for gardening and I, 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 did you garden with us as kids I mean I I remember growing a garden in Maricopa but but I, I do think that that's kind of a really important part of it nowadays it's like kids need to know where their food is coming from and when we're actually right now yeah. in the state of the world that we're living in just this month mm-hmm. the craziness is going on it's like well, if stores shut down or whatever, I mean, we're not really sure. We're in a, a, a up in up in the air state of affairs. So, having a backyard fruit tree or two, uh, being being able to yeah. put some vegetables in the ground, and know how they grow and know yeah. when to plant things. I mean, it's it's good knowledge to have.
1: Yeah, that's right. That was that was your your uh, step uh, Tim. Tim, who um, taught you guys to do the gardening, I remember he he taught you all to dig dishes and put the irrigation pipes in there and, you know, he, he taught you how to do that and then we had chickens, we had guinea hens and so I remember when the different color of eggs, you know, they were light blue, light green, light brown. I never knew on um, the green eggs and ham, you know that book. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss's book, Green Eggs and Ham. I, I always, I didn't understand that there really was a green egg. <laughs> well, what if it was we like had those moringa
2: on and, the egg? <laughs> That's green eggs and ham. Yeah,
1: there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you could actually make them green that way. Yeah, then, and then yeah. we'll find out so about was- moringa.
2: I mean, sorry, I mean to cut you off, but I mean. There, there's so many plants out there that literally are medicines, and 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 they yeah, actually didn't even taste know pretty it. good too. We didn't we know didn't. about it at the time at all.
1: Yeah. I know your brother and you started discovering that, uh, and started. Michael started actually making the, I mean, growing the little seedlings here, um, and then and then you got you caught and you both caught the fever, both of you guys. So you discover something so healthy. They yes, grow really fast. Very fast. When they get planted with the right when they when they get planted with the right stuff, you know, they they get the mycorrhiza and the the you know all the, the fertilizer that you, you created, you know, um, when they get all the right supplements and nutrients in the ground, they grow so well.
2: Yeah, they do. So. They they actually grow really well. Even if you don't baby them or feed them a lot of nutrients, but all trees that produce food definitely love to be fed as well. So I do think spiritual health is a really important part of holistic health. You know, not everybody has the same spiritual beliefs, but understanding that there's a higher power, God, that created everything. I think in one sense, it does a whole bunch of things health wise. It allows me not to, first off, not to worry about death in one weird way. I know that there's more than just where we're at here. But right now is a very important time that I don't know that we even grasp how important it is to be a human all the way. I don't even know if we really fully can grasp that yet. But I know that there's something greater. And also, I know that I can plant the seed, but I didn't make that seed. Like I can plant the seed, but God's right. got to make that seed grow. Like something else has to make that seed grow. Yeah. And it's not me gr- right. p- growing anything. I'm just sowing, planting, and then something else is taking place. And uh, and I, I, th- I think that's just part of the way God set everything up. There has to be a spiritual component in health and if we are always thankful at the end of the night if we can pray and yep. be thankful I, I I think you're right it does have a cellular benefit we we start feeling we're not going to get sick we're positive we're speaking truth we're speaking happiness we're speaking goodness mm-hmm. and uh, i i our bodies are made up of water so i do believe that as we as we speak all this stuff cuz you've seen those things where they they put the bad words, hate and stuff, on the water, but they put love on water. Then they look at the, under the microscope. Yeah. Well, the, you actually wouldn't even ever let us say hate, or you know, like when kids joke around, like I'm gonna kill you or I hate you. You know, anytime we any of us kids yeah. said something like that, you would shut us down. Like, no, you don't. Don't say that. You don't say I hate you. You, don't, you know, you, yeah. that, that's not true. Never say that. You know, I appreciate that as a kid.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and we—I remember there was a time when, <laughs> when if anybody said anything like stupid or or shut up or you know hey or any some of these words, that they'd have to put twenty-five cents of their allowance in this little pot. <laughs> At the end of the week, whoever said the least amount of bad words. <laughs> or Bad words, you know, meaning uh, negative <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> so you you
2: were always trying to teach us to be uh, positive and a optimist as well. I mean you've you've kind of trained that, and I I don't think a lot of people have that coming from their parents necessarily. Uh, overall. Yeah. I think it's a, it's, it's a blessing that I had because of you, so thank you, but I mean, I think it's a blessing when a parent can encourage their child um, because I think a lot of parents are more telling kids what they shouldn't be doing. Don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, instead of like, no, 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 do this instead. I mean, you didn't just say don't do that. You, you told us why.
1: No, but... I do I never liked to tell you guys no without telling you why. And I know there's practical times when it's not possible to say why. You know, like if a car's coming and you want the child to get out of the road. Sometimes you can't say the whole thing. You say come here or get out of the road or you know, but but as much as possible, I would like you t- kids to know why. Yeah. Because I always like to know why. I wanted to give you that respect. Probably the pushover appearance. You know, I always wanted to tell you why. I wanted you to be my friend. You know, I wanted to be your best friend. Because <laughs> my mother was my best friend. So mm. I but later I was told that's wrong. You shouldn't be trying to be their friends. But that was just me. <laughs> I also let you climb. When you were little I let you climb up steps and down steps and I'd sit close to you. So you just look to make take sure you okay. But you really I would take let risks you. I let you take risks.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I did. let me and that when I was 14 like, years old. <laughs> that was, I don't know how, how smart that was. <laughs> yeah, I was riding bulls at 14. But you were, I
1: don't know. Everything that you have done in your life has been gung-ho. So, I mean, how could I stop you? <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> You just had to encourage me and pray. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good point um, Pray
1: for good mentors Pray for good mentors To teach you how to do things right
2: Yeah Yeah, I've always just been gung-ho You're right, I guess that's a good word for it Just I, I In my younger years, I used to jump Before I, I, I Knew where I was going to land And I think maybe I still do that to a degree And that's probably one of the superpowers That I have that you've given me But you know, I think I need to figure out where I'm going right. to land a little bit it? sometimes
1: too. <laughs> like, what is that? Someone said, "Ready, shoot. Ready, aim, shoot. No, it's ready, ready shoot, aim. <laughs> ready, yeah, aim." Exactly. Yeah, ready, fire, <laughs> aim. Oh
2: wait, no, no, oh, no fire. ready, aim, fire. Yeah, okay, gotcha. that's it.
1: That's true. I and I remember when you were in the in the filmmaking when you started doing that, you actually wanted to inspire your your whole family you wanted to inspire you know your, your brothers and sister you know your um your step brothers and sister and um you know you wanted to encourage them and inspire them and so um po- possibly you might have inspired people that you don't know you've inspired so well, i think that um, probably I think that's... what i ended up doing is
2: inspiring people that I, that i don't know were inspired but i would always encourage people to do what like follow their passion and just go do it. And then whenever I have some of my ideas, I would find myself not executing on my ideas when I was telling other people, you guys can go do it. And then I was not doing it. And so I, I kind of have to check myself and actually I think finding the motivation for why we do things can be more healthy or it can be not so healthy. And I think when, uh, most of my career in the film industry was me basically trying to prove to other people, studios, that I I was capable. But I was really proving it to myself, and I knew I was capable. I knew I was capable of anything. And so I never went in with under-promise, over-deliver. I never, ever did that. I've never, ever followed that. I've always (laughs) over-promised and over-delivered. I've never come in and been like, I guess I'll kind of do a good job. No, I'm always like, I'm gonna kill it. I'm gonna do amazing. It's gonna be incredible, you know. And then I and then I got to take it another step and try to over deliver. But the movie industry was a very yeah. fascinating
1: one. You've always been,
2: and uh, I wasn't necessarily always doing it for the right motivations. Now, right and wrong motivations is also mm-hmm. another, um, you know, it, it's different for everybody. But for me, I, I don't think proving myself True. to anybody else is a positive overall motivation. I think finding something that fires us up because so many but so many people are stuck in their rhythms when I think today what's happening right now is breaking everybody's rhythm and everybody's trying to have to figure out what you know oh, oh, that's true. because we're all quarantined and staying home. I've been quarantined for the last three years here at the house. So I'm I'm just normal. <laughs> it's a, it's a normal everyday there's a fly around here. It's a normal everyday thing for me, but but I, I have to learn to go inside and figure out what I really want and how I'm truly going to serve mm-hmm. the world, which also wasn't yeah. really uh, a full focus early in my career. Because I think there was a little bit of that fame trap that I wanted early on more than service. And when fame becomes more important than right. service, you know it kind of everything is getting skewed. So I really want to make sure that
1: That's anything true.
2: I'm doing now and I actually talk about it in my book over there is uh anything I do now benefits me and others. Because I've done things that have benefited me in the past and not others, and I've done things that have benefited others and not me, and neither of those opportunities are fully sustainable. They're good, you it's good to help other people if but not you it's good to help yourself but not others those are those are good things to do once in a while but they're not sustainable to build a life on we need to find something that benefits us and then also serves others if we could find that that's what I call the golden ideas and if we can find that yes. I think that's a healthy idea like he- healthy right. healthy I think is more than just body because if we're if we're really super healthy and In our body, perfect body weight, whatever, but we are mentally unhappy with where we're working or with what we're doing, or we don't have any passions of our own like in front of us, then I think maybe our physical health might suffer a little bit because our mental capacity is dulled a little bit. Yes, we might,
1: yeah, we might be out of balance too, a little bit. If we think, if we try to focus just on one main thing, and I know that it's not easy to juggle sometimes, what I call juggle. That's like I'm trying to get, like, my health, like, if I'm trying to do a new exercise, let's say. For instance, walking. You know, when I started to walk 10,000 steps a day, when I was going on your your Nutri Challenge, I did it for three days. (laughs) I mean, other than that, I was under 10,000. And then... Um, and then I added going to the gym and doing some classes where I learned how to do some, I think it was Jumba, no, Jumba. I had so much fun. They, they, you know, like dance music, it was fun. But I did it that night, it was Thursday night, and then the teacher was so neat. She says, I'm doing another class tomorrow morning. So I came to her other class. Anyway, so I was totally toast. And I, I can do anything else for like three days. <laughs> yeah. So um, basically what I mean is working up, working up to something sometimes is better.
2: I've had a pattern of burning myself <laughs> out, running really hot and then burning out. And then I've had a pattern of that and I'm, I'm breaking it now. Um, I'm learning how to eliminate non-essential tasks and focus on needle movers I'm trying to slow down because just being busy or just kind of always moving so fast in my brain burns me out. So Mm -hmm. I'm learning now how, yeah, it's the balance. I I don't think I've ever learned balance (laughs) yet in my life. Um, And and some
1: people say, some people say there's different theories on balance. Some people say you should just focus on one thing and don't worry about balance. And then other people say you need balance. So I think each person has to determine that for themselves maybe some people because of their bolts they need different things That's when true. it comes to balance or not balance. starting a business for instance you put a lot of effort in certain directions that you wouldn't normally after it gets up and going then you can smooth it out i've been but, listening to a lot of health doctors yeah, what are you talking hearing? about immune system the immune system one of the things regarding the covid 19 virus we need vitamin C, we need magnesium, we need zinc is a big thing. We need these things in our bodies, and, and people have different levels. Vitamin D, we need that. People have levels in their bodies, depending on what part of the country they're in, depending on how much sunlight they're getting, and uh, and then depending on their body, how much it produces automatically on some of these things. Some things are produced in our bodies. Mm. Melatonin. We need some of that, too. It's interesting. Apparently, when we're younger, we produce more melatonin in our bodies. When we get older, our melatonin production is lower. But even those things were discussed on some of these health. Dr. Mercola, was listening to him Yeah, he's really good. And there was another doctor being interviewed with him that was equally as good. They both had great discussions. They said that we need to get our immune system boosted. Only recently did, did anyone in the mainstream media mention something about vitamin C. We do need to boost our immune system. One thing they did say, um, Dr. Mercola said that that uh, the vegetable oils are very bad for us because they st- they stay in our system longer. Stay in, whereas he says sugar, although sugar is not good for us, it raises our blood level, blood, blood sugar level, increases our insulin resistance, but it'll c- pass out of you faster. He said at least it passes out of you faster than the vegetable oils like canola and some of the others that are very bad for us. So eating olive oil is much better for us and coconut oil and things like that. But interestingly enough, if we will focus on holistic health, that means spiritual for faith, our food source, which, which should be natural. Uh, not GMO. Organic is best when you can do organic, mm-hmm. but at least no GMOs for sure. Definitely. We need supplements when we can't get it in our food. So there's things we can eat to help our ourselves with the micronutrients and everything like dark leafy green vegetables and stuff. I do eat a lot of that. I eat low carbs now. When I got real nervous and anxious during the the first, uh, you know, a certain part of the COVID-19 all the stuff that was going on i got very anxious and very nervous yeah. and i was, i was so scared i mean i just my whole being was scared i was i was anxious so bad that i started eating comfort foods i started eating carbs and sugars and i ate them often <laughs> i wasn't just <laughs> i wasn't just eating my normal what i had been doing up until then was intermittent fasting I've been doing pretty well, except I got real scared for about one week. And then you and your brother and, and then Steve, my husband, kind of shared with me some things. And also Michael taught me how to meditate. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I that's for your mental,
2: the mental side of mental health. So I yeah. I think that's good.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I, I can yeah, only imagine to- your brain. I, I mean, my brain is moving all the time, and I think I got it from you, so... You're, I think you're so. <laughs> moving all the time, too. So trying to slow it down actually, is actually you your important. Dad. Well, yeah, both you of got you it guys. From me and your dad. <laughs> Mind, I know. Your
1: dad, your dad moves around, too. I mean, both of us, we do. Yeah. Definitely, I think you did get it from both of us. <laughs> so, so funny. Yeah, I started, Michael said, why don't you go and search online for um, meditations that will help my fears, you know, or something help get rid of fear. So I searched for that, and I found one. That I found several, but then I found one that said it was a Christian meditator. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 listened. It was a woman. I listened to her, and it helped me. It, it helped me a lot. But I mean, I'm a social person in some extent, and then to some extent. But then I'm also I'm an extrovert and an introvert. Yeah, it's I, called, I, think. It's, like, I think I'm a, it,
2: a. It's called an ambivert.
1: <laughs> it is. It's a. It's a thing. It's called an ambivert. When I'm you're an ambivert, you're an introvert ambivert. and
2: an extrovert, you're equally both. You're you're considered an ambivert. Oh.
1: Is that a thing, or did it's you just make thing. that up? No, I made
2: up the term <laughs> equalvert. But then when I started researching equalvert, it turns out that ambivert's an actual term.
1: <laughs> I I I really like that because it fits. Actually, I I think you're an introvert because I see you around people, but yet at the same time you need your cocoon time. So I need to re- that's how I
2: feel. and recharge on my own, and then uh, when I'm charged, I can go out and <laughs> be around people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. You got to get your battery charged up. Yeah. And so that's why eating right taking the supplements and meditating and praying, believing in God. And actually I do believe this now. I I believe in Jesus Christ. So my belief is with spiritual, Jesus Christ is my source. So I could call him source. I can call him source energy. I can call him Jesus Christ, my God, my Lord. Um, He actually is my all in all. So he actually gives me the energy I need. He actually, actually, he has the power of making everything more powerful. So, if you have, um, you know, that's why people want. I think that's got to be why we pray over our food mm-hmm. because we're blessing the food through Jesus Christ so that it will be more beneficial than it would be just on its own. And it's kind of a, a, a interesting uh, thing that people don't realize, I think, because when we're grateful for what we have, we get more of it. We get more of that happy feeling. That's kind of like uh, some people call it. Um, well, when I think something we, we, about appreciation.
2: Well, yeah, appreciation. <laughs> and appreciation. Yeah, I mean,
1: when you, when you when we're
2: praying, we're 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 expressing gratitude a lot of times. It's like thank you for the day, thank you for the people around me. It's like appreciating, and I think that you know, just appreciating alone is good too, but appreciating understanding that this stuff is 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 given to us is even our challenges are gifted to us in a way and and really you're not gonna fully grasp grasp that or 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 internalize it unless you have a little bit of training on what it means what jesus is really about
1: praying is also uh, an exercise in humility because what we're saying is we are not everything just in ourselves it takes more than just me to accomplish the things that are meant to be accomplished. The gratitude and the appreciation and the joy and the thankfulness, it all goes to that we're humble because we know that we appreciate, (laughs) we appreciate that there's a higher power, a higher source of, of our strength. Absolutely. I really like that. There's a song somewhere along the line that has the words in it, Um, when I'm on his shoulder, meaning God's shoulder, I can be more than I can be. And I love that. What advice would you give everybody
2: right now going through this uh, crazy time?
1: I think it's important that we um, research if we can. If we can research and and learn the healthy things. If we can listen to doctors that are naturopaths or uh, nutritionists or chiropractors that are teachers or, or MDs that know about nutrition. I think that by searching, we can find good information, which will get, will alleviate our fears a little bit because it'll help us to see that there are things we can do Mm. to help ourselves. And I think sometimes people feel powerless when they don't think that there's anything they can do personally, Mm -hmm. or they feel hopeless, you know? So we need to have hope. So first of all, we have a friend named james who would say what's the first thing to do pray (laughs) so that is the that is a good first thing to do pray because it says in the bible even says pray seek knock and it will be opened unto you so if you seek the information you will find it so first of all find healthy information
2: who do you listen to right now i know you listen to dr mercola and dr berg who else do you listen to
1: yeah. I listened to Dr. Mercola. I, I listened to Dr. Eric Berg. I listened to Dr. John Bergman. I listened to Dr. Ken Berry and he's an MD actually. His medical oath makes him want to share the things that he's learning about nutrition because before he didn't understand that stuff, but mm-hmm. then he had some health issues. So then he learned it and he said, my oath makes me want to share. I really appreciate that. And he's pretty down to earth. And then I like Dr. Eric Berg because he teaches. He explains things. I like that. He says why things work and why they don't work and the interactions between different nutrients and um, different things in your body. And that has helped me so much. And then I like Dr. John Bergman because he teaches also. He also does a practice still, and so does Dr. Ken Berry. They still both have their clinics. Mm, Cool. Uh, I like going to – Desert Dove Health Alliance, because he teaches us about the inner, our inner selves. He, he's a chiropractor, but he is not the normal type of chiropractor. He teaches things about the inner, you know, the emotions, what's going on. He teaches Mm. what to do, like breaking the pattern. Like if you, if you talk about pattern interrupt, when a person starts having a loop in their head and they start over and over saying something and they can't seem to get it out of their head, it's something negative. Well, pattern interrupt um is a really good thing to do because it it's um there's things that can be done that will help you to get back on a right track again to mm. get off of that little loop, kind of mm. like a hamster wheel. It's not taking well, anywhere.
2: Well, I got to tell you this COVID-19 is a big pattern interrupt for the whole world right now.
1: <laughs> That's a good point. It's interrupting Yeah, some people are patterns. saying <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's true. Some people are saying that no matter why it started, right now, we can use this time to regroup and uh, find out what's really important in our lives. Actually, some people say, golly, now that I don't have to go out to work, I can have time to clean my house or <laughs> organize my garage or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, that's true. If we can find the silver lining yeah. in this right now, because... Because it's a big, it's a global, like you said, it's on a global scale. Some areas are worse than others. Also, we need to have understanding uh, for other people and, and um, patience with each other. Because, for instance, there's so much fear going on that it expresses itself in different ways. I was at the store a few days ago and I was buying some gloves. They were actually gardening gloves, which I I had never done gardening at all till today. <laughs> I didn't. Today was the first day, but I, I was buying the gardening gloves because I use them to clean. Like when I'm moving things around boxes and stuff, I, I protect my hands. And so I like them because they're only a dollar uh, there. So I, I had four pairs sitting there, and I usually try to keep a supply of them in the house all the time. I asked him how he was doing. I had some other things in my, in my, my basket too. Anyway, I don't know that he saw my gardening gloves, but I said, how are you doing? And he said, I'm kind of, I'm making it. It's just, you know, I said, well, is it, how are your customers? Are they, are they still panicking or are they starting to relax a little bit? And he said, well, they're still buying non-essential items. And I said, really, what do you mean? He says, he says, who needs a shovel? Who needs gardening gloves? (laughs) I thought. I hope he didn't see my gardening gloves when he said that. But I said, well, maybe, maybe they're trying to plant a garden because they can't get away to go to the grocery stores right now. He says, it's only going to last two weeks. So they don't need to be buying non-essential items. And so I thought, okay, I said, you know, I understand what you're saying. You're, But I said, maybe they do need them, you know, maybe. But anyway, I, later I thought, you know, he was probably in fear. You know he was so fearful that people were coming out of their homes to buy something that he deemed non essential right so I thought you know what that's true um, the non-essential items like maybe there's children out of school maybe the parents wanted to teach their kids how to make a garden so that they weren't just watching TV all the time <laughs> you know uh, maybe yeah. they needed to teach you know who knows why but to me that was essential <laughs> And my gloves were essential, but not for the reason he thought. Now today I just happened to put them on. I thought, Oh, I like this. I might actually I might actually start doing gardening.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is nice. it's definitely work, but it, it is uh it is nice and relaxing when you especially when you start seeing the things grow. What you're saying is it's it's compassion and it's like uh being understanding of how other people are are choosing to process all of this, so it's yes. not like you would say, "No, these are essential." You are an idiot. <laughs> it's not like you would say that. You'd be <laughs> like, "Hey, I appreciate where you are coming from." You know, I I hope your day goes well. <laughs> you know, right?
1: Exactly, yeah. But you know, people do have their their fear expresses in different ways. Absolutely, so, and there is a lot so of
2: fear are- right now, and and a lot yeah. of it's. I think that there is a lot of uncertainty especially yes. with uh, whatever's going on with a lot of people's jobs now. Um, mm-hmm. Working from home is definitely different. I think happiness is found within. Happiness is found within us. We need to find it inside or else um, nothing on the outside is going to make us happy. Uh, it's yes. Nice, uh, for for a long term anyway. It might make us think that way. So like like yesterday not yesterday, the day before yesterday, I I had a few beers. Well, more than a few. I actually had like six. But over the course of the night, I just kept, they tasted great. I kept drinking them. And then, man, I felt terrible yesterday. It was like the worst hangover I had. And um, I feel great right now. But it's like sometimes when, even me, I'm sitting at home, sometimes I liked when I got kind of stir crazy. I would like to go out to a bar and like meet someone, have a beer or two at the bar with someone. Right. But now it's like I can't go do that, so I said I stay right. home and drink too many and um yeah. I think a lot of people can probably fall in that trap. Right now we can maybe just start eating more comfort food which makes us feel like crap. Maybe we could start drinking alcohol, maybe we start, start doing some other things that aren't good for our immune system, but right. they make us feel comfortable in that moment. Yeah, And who knows how long this is going to last? I mean, they just, who, who <laughs> knows? Who even knows what's really going on? I mean, we, we don't right. really know hardly anything right now. And there's no tests. It's like nobody's, they're, they're not even distributing tests. So, so really nobody knows if they carry her and nobody knows if they have it. It's like when someone gets a headache, like, oh my gosh, stay away from me. It's like, it's like, come yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, because,
1: because I drank too many beers. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> right? And that's what it was. But but, but look at, and, and when I think sometimes too, I'll just bring this around to Jesus back in his day. What did, what did they do in Rome when everybody got sick? When the lepers got sick, they pushed them out into their own colony. Whoop, nope, you're sick. Get out of the house, go into your own leper colony, and they they put everybody together, all the sick people, away from society. Well, not saying that we should do this, but I'm saying in one sense we should look at what Jesus did. He went into the leper colony and he was the first person to touch these people and say, I love you, and you're a child of God. I mean, he would heal heal? healed some of them, you know, but the idea is they're people. Everybody is people. And if we're looking at people like right now, this social distancing thing, it's it's okay, but it can get out of hand if we don't watch together. We win. You know, we we, got to understand that even if we have to be apart, hopefully we can still support each other and try to serve others during this time, because um, instead of hoarding. All the toilet paper. <laughs> Whoever bought all the toilet paper out there, instead of <laughs> <laughs> instead of hoarding it all, why don't we actually get make some care baskets or small little gift baskets with just a little bit, and maybe offer it oh. to some people that might need something? It's like during the, that's a great idea. Yeah, during oh. this time we can instead wow. of hoard. We might be able to 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 serve and give a little bit. We'll still give people space. Hey. If you knock on their door and ask me what they need, like step back and all that kind of stuff, but yeah. offer like if you do, you need something. It's like I don't. I, I think that
1: <laughs> who knows how long this is going to last. But that's yeah, our that's opportunity a good idea. right now, especially people that are shut-ins and they can't go anywhere, you
2: know, or people that um, are already non-mobile. From maybe they're already in chemo, maybe they're already going through some some medical things that are current and they can't really walk around. They can't really do something. And now they can't get to the store. And, and now like certain, maybe there's certain, there's certain people around us that we could find a way that we would be able to serve during this time of, of isolation. I think.
1: Oh my gosh, that is such a great idea. Earlier. I was just, I, I caught myself laughing when you were saying that, not because of what you were saying. I was laughing because I was imagining somebody you know, say, okay, I'm not going to take your stuff because it, you might, because you touched it. You
2: know, I don't know. What oh to yeah. Do, right. You know. Here's but, a care package.
1: You no, know, you know, I'm good. So,
2: and that's okay too. I think people, can right, right. Do that. I think it's, Hey, it's fine. <laughs> that's Just,
1: because that means they, they don't need
2: anything. Yeah. Right. Right. That's fine too. <laughs> that means they didn't people need anything. That will take right. What you have. If they really
1: needed something, they would have said, yeah. Right. <laughs>
2: yeah. Totally. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I mean it's mm-hmm. just. So, I, I think but, yeah. that
2: we have to raise our level of compassion in order to step out of the fear, because really, uh, people are afraid. The, even the best of us who 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 don't get afraid of anything, you know, there's a weird air in the world that I'm I'm sensing right now. It's this strange uncertainty, because this isn't mm-hmm. just the U.S. This is the whole globe. This is like. Right. Every country. I have friends on my YouTube channel from Brazil, and they're like, "Yeah, they're quarantined." It's like everybody in the whole world is quarantined right now, in yeah. in their own way.
1: We have people in Canada. We have people in Canada too, and they're going through the same thing. You're you were talking earlier about giving a care package. That is such a nice idea. That that story in the Bible of the Good Samaritan. You know, when even the people that were it was a Jewish man that that was. On the side of the road And he was needing help And even the Jewish people that passed by him They didn't even stop for him Maybe they were in a hurry Because they had to walk You know, whatever Who knows why But maybe they were afraid But anyway, the one person that was a Samaritan Who was They were at odds with each other Samaritans and Jews did not get along But he had compassion And he, he took this man And paid for his hotel And paid for, you know, him to get help That is a huge, uh, that's amazing to me. That's, if you think about that in today's age, look at all the people in the medical field who are helping these people. Look at the people that are caregivers. Look at all the people that are, they need to put on the the armor of God. They need to pray. Like they say, be, be prayed up. You know, pray for God's shelter. Pray for God's protection and help these people. You know, we all have opportunities to help people at times. So, yeah, we can have the social distancing. That's okay. It's just, as you said, there are times when we can reach out and help.
2: Yeah, I think it's important right now just for this flattening the curve thing. I mean, I, I think us doing our part is maybe social distancing. But it's also more than that. It's 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 not social distancing just uh, – I mean, it's social distancing for the health s- aspect of it and the respect for other people's <laughs> space but right. we also have to not mentally distance ourselves from everybody um it's more just the straight physical social distancing i mean when we're walking on the street right now it's not like we should like avoid each other eye contact i mean we should say hi you know we're six feet right. away uh, 10 feet away we should right. say hey how's it going right. hopefully you're you're doing well i i don't know i mean
1: I, so, I agree. I mean, there's no reason we can't carry on a conversation. Yeah. To wish each other well. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just
2: a, it's a strange time, but uh, I I think that you're right. I think we should treat everybody with understanding, and that we should focus on improving our immune system. And actually, that's why I think that that's why I started the Nutra Challenge, is because I it's a it, it's an easy way to think about all of the aspects, all the main aspects needed to help our immune system and to help our body get stronger Right. because we definitely need daily exercise. It doesn't have to look like 10,000 steps. It could look like anything, but 10,000 steps is a little bit more daily exercise than we're used to just doing in a normal, typical day. So it just makes us think about it. And for the last week and a half or a week or I don't even know, I've lost track ever since I hit a million steps. I have not gone 10,000 steps a day except for one day, which was <laughs> a couple of days ago. I worked around the yard, but I've been taking it easy. I blistered my foot and didn't want to walk. And so I've just been taking my – letting my body heal for the last week or so and I'm about to go get my steps in again, but I'm, I'm wondering – what this next future state of affairs is going to look like within the next couple months. And I I don't know. So if I have to redo the Nutri Challenge for a, a short period of time, if people can't go outside, then we'll have to figure out how people can get their exercise at home.
1: Well, when I was in the backyard today, I I had my little pedometer on. And yeah. while I was doing, while I was clipping, <laughs> clipping the... The branches and throw me in the green barrel. I was so surprised it was more than four thousand steps that I was. I didn't even know I was moving around that much back there.
2: Yeah, you did about two and a half <laughs> miles just trimming branches. <laughs>
1: that's incredible. So I mean, we could do the the Nutra Challenge with different ways of moving around, maybe. So that's just the first, if you can't
2: the first pillar. Yeah, we just got to get that daily ex- exercise, but then. <laughs> The other three pillars are really crucial for building our immune system right now. And um, the, the, the second pillar, intermittent fasting, I've been doing a little more research on the intermittent fasting, not just intermittent fasting, but actual just fasting in general and the coronavirus. Because fasting helps improve our immune system because it allows our body to recycle all the waste cells, all the old cells that aren't doing anything now, that aren't working right. When we fast, our body actually uses those and recycles them into brand new energy-producing cells again. So the longer we can kind of fast during this time uh, at certain intervals and if we're doing it every single day, I think now is probably the time to kick it back into gear because we were all gung-ho January 1st at the beginning of the year with everything we were doing. And now this has yeah. only been a couple weeks. It's weird. This last couple of weeks has seemed like a lot longer. When they first introduced the COVID thing. But it might be longer than we expect. It might be quicker. might be shorter. But the world has changed somehow already. And we're going to find out what that change looks like over the next year. But I think that if we want to improve our immune system and we want to help our family improve their immune system, it's four simple things. Daily exercise. Intermittent fasting. If you have body goals or health goals, you might need some supplementation, proper supplementation for whatever your goals are. And then the one thing that if we all play our cards right, we can catch up on right now is sleep. This quarantine thing may allow it to where you could get a little bit more sleep because a lot of times in the US, we've been identifying our productivity based on how much we work. Right, <laughs> when, in fact, maybe it might be more <laughs> beneficial to our body to stop working as much and sleep more, we, and yes. we might actually may, do more, we might get more done and be more productive if we can have those extra supercharged hours because we got eight or nine hours of sleep, so good point that's
1: a good point, yeah that's it, it's kind of sometimes it's counterintuitive when we do certain things that we aren't used to,
2: yeah, so. That's the a good nutri idea. Challenge doesn't have any spiritual elements in it, but I think two other elements that we could add on to the Nutri Challenge is some kind of a spiritual practice, which um I think you might be able to do that if you're walking. You know, you could you could pray and walk, whatever, but I think adding in that, and then also one more thing of taking it easy on yourself. Um it, like being nice to yourself and Cultivating a strong self-image, because if we keep telling ourselves in our, if we don't think we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, and we keep telling ourselves negative things in our head, we don't express them mm-hmm. verbally. It's going to affect us. So we we need to learn to apologize to ourselves if we say mean things to ourselves. So those are, yeah. those are not part Good of the new challenge, but I think it's part of health. A part of health is just being mentally. Being okay with yourself wherever you are and knowing that every day is a new day and yes. also one step at a time
1: is totally okay. Right. Yeah. It's totally okay. It is. You know what? There, there's another thing. When you talk about sleep, when you wake up in the morning, you've reset. you reset from the, so it's a new day. So I think if a person needed to reset during the day, they could take a little nap, and then when they woke up, they would be reset too.
2: I think it definitely does a little so, reset, for sure. Just
1: writing down what they're feeling and not judging themselves, and then listening for the spirit inside them to talk to them. They can write that down, and actually, usually it, it's an inspiration. It's like um, it's it's helping to reframe something. It's and it helps us to get a little bit more positive. So you're
2: you're, you're saying, so you would use this if, if you don't know why you have anxiety, or if you don't know why you're fearful, if there's more than one reason underneath the surface, if this Mm -hmm. is bringing up other things, then, then I think you're right. Like that, that would be a reason to, to journal. You're, You're, you're talking about journaling and writing things down, right?
1: Yes. And then there's also something I learned from Dr. Roland Phillips, um, with desert dove and he has something called uh, the emergence process. Mm. And so what it is, is you write down what it is that, that the emotion that you're, that you're feeling and where did you remember it before in your life? So you write down all the times you remember that feeling that you had in your life, clear back to when you were a baby, um, you know, any time in your life. And so what that does is it helps process it and and you can do a steps of forgiveness for anyone who harmed you or forgive yourself if you harmed someone else mm. and then uh, there's a whole it's really amazing um and then you start focusing on the positive thoughts and positive words during this time that we're going through right now we can actually use it to our benefit if you have a lemon make lemonade yeah. And that is, that is one of my sayings. That, that yeah, that is one of
2: your sayings. If you haven't lemon, make lemonade. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Is it this and one? So I, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's
1: exactly right.
2: Let's see. James 1, 2 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Consider it pure joy, my <laughs> brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. That's That's crazy. Pure joy. Pure joy. Because you know that... The testing of your faith produces perseverance. So we consider these trials pure joy because by going through them, we can learn to persevere. And then it says, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So without trials, we wouldn't learn to persevere And we Mm -hmm. wouldn't learn what it is like to be complete and not lack anything. Isn't that
1: interesting? Yes. (laughs) It's amazing. It it helps us have hope through the difficult times. So not only so we need we need spiritual hope and we also need emotional hope and we also need physical hope. Yeah. So by giving our our bodies physical, healthy things that we consume. It actually helps our body to have hope.
2: I, I think that there's a lot <laughs> of things faith can do. And there's a lot of things that God can just heal you from, for sure. But yeah. also, God gives us the knowledge and the tools to heal ourselves. You know, yes. it's like God wants us to know how to heal ourselves and, and know that our body can heal because He created it in order to regenerate our bodies are created to regenerate and heal and so he we don't we're not like okay god i'm gonna heal just heal me it's like god wants god gave you the body to learn how to heal it and uh, he gives us all the information to do that too especially with what's coming out with our gut healing our gut And uh, Mm -hmm. allowing our our gut to give us more energy and the brain in our gut, the brain in our heart. There's so much about the body that we don't even know. And but right now we there are a lot of things that we do know. And there's a lot of things that we know will benefit our bodies. But it's not something that we should do once in a while. It's actually we need to build in habitual routines that will allow us to do this healthy stuff every day. And that's why right. I identified the four pillars, which if I, if I think about it, um, I would add in personally a spiritual component. And I will also add in the, the self-talk component in addition mm-hmm. to the four pillars of the Nutri-Challenge. Positive self-talk and prayer can help your immune system as well. I think it could be- help build your immune system. So if you have lemons, you get to make lemonade. Or make a sour face, either one of the two. (laughs)
1: Um, So what what would you, is that what you would tell people? I mean, I do say that a lot. Making a lemonade out of a lemon means that you're trying to make the best of something. You're trying to find the silver lining. You're trying to find something good.
2: Also being uh, solution oriented instead of being problem oriented.
1: That's a good, that's a good one. I like solution oriented. That's a good idea to say. Yeah. Yeah. To remind ourselves.
2: Well, we'll have to do this again. We will. But I, I, I want to say really just from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for, uh, I mean, allowing me to film (laughs) this today and then also just for raising me the way you did and always encouraging me to do the things that, that were in my heart.
1: I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you ran with it (laughs) and that you, that you have done so many things. (laughs) Well, the one thing I
2: do is run with
1: things. (laughs) Yeah. I remember, I remember when you were jumping out of the airplane, you know, doing, you and Jenny were jumping out and doing the skydiving. And it was like, I remember calling up some of our, our friends we drove down there to the place you're at and we were looking up, we were taking pictures of you. <laughs> it, was, oh, yeah. it was fun. fun I day. think that's mm-hmm. an
2: important thing that you kind of did too. And you allowed us to do as boys or in general is you allowed me to take risks. You said you couldn't really stop me, which probably is a good point. I, I've, pretty persistent
1: when i want to do something but uh you're very enthusiastic
2: enthusiastic that's the word yeah i always think everything's the next big thing but um, but yeah i definitely don't feel like i've been stifled i've always i've always feel like hey do you want to try it well let's go try it do most people die when they do it no okay let's go do it (laughs) If most people die when they do something, well, I probably wouldn't try that. But if most people are pretty good <laughs> when they do something safely,
1: eh, I'll try it. Yeah. Your grandpa, Grampy, uh, Gene Dunning, he, uh, he used to say he loved, uh, flying his little plane, but he used to say he would love to skydive, but he said he wouldn't want a bungee jump <laughs> in case the rubber band went too too close to the ground.
2: I've never tried the bungee yet,
1: but hey, maybe one day. <laughs> I, think I wouldn't want to bungee jump. I wouldn't want to jump out of a plane. The only thing I might be interested in doing is uh, parasailing. Ooh. That might be something yeah. I would do. Maybe. Okay. And okay. Um, <laughs> I, did, I did water ski before, but I never went to ice ski. I mean, you know, snow ski like you have. You and Michael went snow skiing too. I never wanted
2: to do that. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah fun.
1: that's fun stuff. But
2: I mean, where am I going to take it? Am I going to go yeah. pro? No. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I focus on the things that are going to move me forward right now. And you know, I think sometimes the fun things see, I build my life around things I like to do. So just because I'm working doesn't mean yeah. I'm not having fun. I don't know that everybody does that, but. I'm working and having a good time. I just sometimes do burn myself out, <laughs> which I'm learning more balance for this year. But yeah, I've done the same
1: thing. Yeah, so uh, you know what? One thing I want to reiterate is I am so grateful to have you and your brother, and I, I was really grateful also to have my other three kids that my step kids. Um, but we never called each other step. It was no step in it. It was just you know. Brother or sister, I I, I just love that. Yeah. Also, I wanted to go back a little bit. Okay. I thinking about my childhood. I was very very blessed to have been adopted by two people who cared so much about me that um, they they got they fixed my eyes. I when I was two years old, they had eye surgery for me. They I had uh, this right eye was over to the right. It was called wall-eyed. Um, And so they, they had to shorten the muscle here and bring it so that I could track both eyes at the same time, Mm. you know, and um, I, you know, of course, as a vulnerable little child, I had no clue that that was necessary for my brain development, but um, I thought that was really, really amazing that my mom and dad did that for, for me. And then also going back further so grateful that my biological mom mary um who who i i got to meet um, recently well we, we, all, we all did recently i mean i was 59 years old when i found out that when i when my friend called me up uh, the the sad part was that was the same year that my that our that grandma my mom betty your grandma uh passed away mm-hmm. in june um And then later on in the year, my childhood uh, friend or school friend um, that was one year younger than me in high school, Kendall, he uh, contacted me. He said, I got a pop-up on my computer. Um, Are you still looking for your biological mother? And I said, yes, I am. And he said, You haven't found her yet? And I said, no. He says, would you like some help? And I said, yes. (laughs) Yes, I would. Before, in the past, whenever someone asked me, do you want help? I would say, yeah, I might need some help. But I thought, wait a minute. You're not saying that this time. You're saying yes. (laughs) Yes. And so um, one thing that, uh, you know, Grandma Betty, my mom Betty, she said a few years before on Mother's Day, she looked over to me and she said, you know, it might be a good, good time for you to search for your biological mother. She's probably young enough that she's probably still alive. And I said, "Yes, I want to do that." Um, thank you, mom, for saying that. So she, so I wanted to, but I, for some reason, I didn't know how to go about it. Your aunt, my sister Lisa, actually tried to help me with it years before.
2: But maybe you weren't. She was ready. looking
1: for hers too. I, well, I said I wasn't ready, but I really, really was ready. Mm. But the reason I told her I wasn't ready is because I was afraid she'd find my mother first before she found hers. And I was afraid she'd feel bad. <laughs> so I thought, let's let her find hers first. Mm. But then later she told me that she had talked to my mom. or And that she had... But, but then just because I said I wasn't ready, she didn't tell me. So I don't know... Uh, I haven't, I don't know for sure on that one, but, uh, I thought, Ooh, I wish I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> but anyway, so now fast forward, um, to 2016 when that beautiful time came because what, how many days was it, David? Um, uh, oh. after I told him, yes, I need help. It was just not that long. It was, it was pretty like,
2: quick. yeah, I guess It
1: was so quick. It was like, Really, really fast, yeah. he found her. It was just such a, a wonderful miracle. So I, I got to meet her, and you did too, and Michael did too. We got to meet her and Mom Mary, and also my aunts. We got to meet Aunt Irene and Aunt Laura, and my cousin Brenda, and my sister.
2: Yeah, we had Lori. a little small family growing <laughs> up, and now we, we, we <laughs> just met. Now we have a whole family in Florida. I know. Your, your biological know. mom and 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 her family and it's like you got you got some sisters how many sisters two two additional? I have
1: one I have one, one sister and one, one brother one, one sister, sister and one brother. brother right wow so I, I mean, met my sister but not my brother and uh, I tell you what it's amazing that yeah, it's cool. this happened so I'm I'm so grateful and then when I found out that God put me into a home where my mother was so much like my biological mother, and their birthdays are so close to each other. Oh, wow, that's another level of miracle. Uh, <laughs> totally. So anyway, uh, I'm just so thankful and grateful. Talk about timing. Uh, Mom Mary said it was actually the, the perfect time because she had more time to get to know us. Yeah, I it see, it's been- interesting
2: uh, being... Do they... Are closed adoptions still happening? Do they still go on? Closed adoptions?
1: No, you know, I don't know if they do, hmm. but I would think maybe they they might. They probably maybe- do.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about it, but it's it, it's interesting the closed adoption process. Yeah, it's fascinating because it just kind of lost all the information
1: away. I haven't done all of, I know I haven't done all the research, but. Um, my sister Lisa has done a lot of research on it. So I haven't done a lot of research on it, but so I don't know. I know there's some open ones now open adoptions, but um, sometimes relatives will adopt children and they'll know who the mother is. But in this case it was done, it was not done at that time of at that time in, in, uh, in the year yeah. 1928 that was, it was closed so i'm just very grateful and thankful that i got to be in a certain family and that i get to now know my other family which gives you the chance to know your um your relatives
2: yeah. too and they're
1: exactly. absolutely amazing people and yeah and they were
2: they were great we it was like we knew them the whole time when we met them
1: <laughs> i felt like we were puzzle piece didn't you yeah, like we fit right in they, they were
2: great uh yeah. definitely they are. They're amazing.
1: There's a lot of cousins that want to meet us and we weren't able to go when they had that they were going to have a big party and we were going to go in March that one year. Yeah, but, you know, well, see, now
2: it's like it didn't work out. It goes to show, show you that we got to make time whenever we have available time to to see people because sometimes it just time won't come. Yeah. yeah but at some so, point we got to go go do that again whenever social distancing is done.
1: Yeah, you know, and until then, we can learn how to use things like Zoom and other conferencing type things, which a lot of churches are now using. Aunt Laura, says she's using it with her church in Jefferson City, Missouri. Yeah,
2: all the churches have to meet like that now. I mean, we're doing this on Skype, which we could use Zoom, too, uh, for interviews. But um, we're going to have to get really make sure that our Internet is top notch nowadays.
1: <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so, well, right,
2: well thank you mom for talking to me.
1: I enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, me too. It,
1: it was it was
2: great. Any word of advice for anybody going through some struggles right now? Some fear and anxiety?
1: Um yes, anyone going through fears and anxieties right now through anything that's going on in your life, not just the COVID-19 Maybe there's other things going on, too. Um, Advice, first of all, look up to heaven and, and say, please help me, Jesus. Jesus Christ, help me. Ask him to help you. And then ask him to give you wisdom. Ask him to give you peace, comfort. Ask him to show you something so that you can see something that he can only do. Only he can do it, and you'll know um, because he can show you things. He cares, you know. And so I know I'm talking about Jesus Christ. Also take deep breaths. Deep breaths. Um, you know, and hold it, and out. Do that to calm your mind. There are some other little tricks too, and I, uh, you know, there's there's a thing called uh, EFT, which is tapping technique, which sometimes people use. And um, there's a man that's called tapping with Brad for anxiety and stuff. And then uh, there's a woman called the Christian meditator. She's good to listen to. I would I would um, pray and then I would start looking, pray and then seek. Start looking for things that you can find to help you Hmm. if you can if you you don't have any internet try to find a book or try to write write down your thoughts and ask God to reveal things to you ask him to give you encouraging thoughts
2: yeah I think even if you have internet it's nice to pull out a pen and a paper and and just fill it up with your thoughts
1: yes Mm -hmm.
2: helps you work things out for sure
1: yeah that's
2: right. Cool. Well, I love you so much. Thank you love for you doing too. that. And I'll, <laughs> uh, I'll reach out soon.
1: Okay. Thanks, Bye. honey. Love you. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for joining us for the Healthy and Family Show. Visit our website at healthyandfamily.com. That's healthyandfamily.com to see what all the other doctors, experts, and real moms have to say about keeping your whole family healthy. This episode has been brought to you by completenutra.com,
1: Whole Family Nutrition, and aired on the Goldstone Network. People, planet, future.